Robert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. Hey, guys. Long time. It's been what? Three days? Since I ranted and raved after our uh, loss to Portland. A little bit of a rant, a little bit of a rave. But, you know, it's it's me speaking speaking my truth out there. So we're back to it. We're back to player profiles. Now, uh, we're going to do Tim Parker today. And I know that this right now, right now, he's a guy that we are all excited about. I think he was the most exciting signing of our offseason. I know previously I'd said Joe Corona, but truth be told, it's Timothy Parker. Tim, the man, the myth, the ginger. Now, before we get into Tim, let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about some things. You know, there, there's things going on in my life, in the world, that I think supersede player profiles every now and again. First of all, I've discovered this early 2000s show on HBO called The Wire. If you're not familiar, I wouldn't say it's must-see, but it's pretty good. It hasn't blown me away, but I can't stop watching. Now, I will tell you it takes place in Baltimore, which me growing up in the Northeast, Baltimore is a rough city. It is. It makes Houston look like, I don't know, a nice city. Houston is a nice city. Baltimore is fucking rough. Uh, but dude, I catch myself now, like, since I've been watching The Wire, like, I'll be standing on my porch and looking at all the little homies playing in a courtyard. I'll be like, yo, what's up, player? Like, for real. I walked in today. Some dude, some heavy set man wearing slippers, shades, and a fucking baseball cap at 8.15 at night is on his porch rapping along to some type of hip-hop. I know, I said that as white as humanly possible. He was uh, rapping along to some type of hip-hop music. And uh, I was like, fucking, what are you doing? Bro, nobody's paying money to see you. In fact, I would give you a couple bucks to go inside and shut the fuck up. It was terrible. That's the same dude that asked me if I was lost while I was waiting for a ride in the parking lot. It's like, yo, bro, it's a fucking small town. Nobody gets lost here. Um, in, in case that tipped you off, I don't live in the city of Houston. I live in the suburbs, right? A little bit down the road. And um, I like it. I'd love to live in East Downtown, for real, uh, if I could afford it, which I can once all my children are grown and my greedy ass ex uh, stops taking all my money. So yeah, man, The Wire has released my in a gangster, right? Fucking keeping it real over here. Um, anyway, good show. I like it. Right now, I think my favorite guy is Omar. So if you're familiar with the show, Omar's a dude with a big scar around his face. That's like, King Kong ain't got shit on me. He reminds me of Denzel in Training Day. Uh, one thing I saw the other day in the news, because I read up with the news, because I like to be informed, as informed as you can be with news today, there are literally, what is it, 60% of kids are not back in school full-time. Now, we live in fucking Texas. We've been back full-time since September, all right? That's when school started back up. These fucking people are fighting to stay home. The vaccine is here, dude. Whether you think it's real or you think now, if you get it, that Joe Biden can track you and 5G is installed in your body. Whatever you believe, the vaccine is here, okay? It's backed by Fauci. And for you to say, we want to work from home, when you got fucking people, literally, I have had people I know die because they went to work. You're complaining and there's fucking vaccines. 
Now, if you're immunosuppressed or immunocompromised, that's one thing. If you're in an at-risk age, that's another thing. But if you are a healthy, middle-aged human being, get the vaccine and quit complaining. Or you know what? Get the vaccine, continue to complain, but go fucking back to work. At this point, like I'm watching other people that have the same job as me complain about, we don't want to go back. It's fucking dangerous. I know, bro. We've all been there all year. So, and you know what? The guy at McDonald's never fucking stopped working. They never stopped flipping your burgers. And that dude's doing it for eight, nine dollars an hour, which is is terrible. Pay those guys more. European Super League news. Apparently, it came out from the guy that runs Real Madrid that that they signed binding contracts. Let me define the term binding for you nowadays. No such fucking thing. They're going to pay a fine if that and settle and that's it. There's no Super League. Right now, you've got two Milans, a Juventus, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. You've got a five-team Super League. Good luck with that. Really, good luck with that. Um, you heard my thoughts about it a couple weeks ago. I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. I understand it, but I don't understand it. It's good for business. It's bad for the integrity of the sport. This coming from American, where nobody ever gets relegated and everybody gets a fucking participation trophy. Exciting news at BBVA. New turf. New turf, which I know will be torn the fuck up by September. I've been there a couple times and the turf looked terrible. Not to knock the grounds, guys, at all. But, like, you gotta do something. Like, it was, it was so unlevel. The ball was bouncing everywhere. There was divots, divots and rots everywhere in the turf. That was quite a bit. So, excited about the new turf. Keep it alive. Live, 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 live. Keep it alive. Keep the turf alive. Take care of it. Um, ah, <laughs> this one's funny. Caitlyn Jenner has announced that she is going to run for the governor of California. The governor of California. That's cool. That's fine. I know it's going to piss a lot of people off. I could care less. I don't care. You won a shitload of gold medals. If you want to be a woman now, go ahead. You've served your country. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. Like the transgender situation with people really doesn't bother me. Don't care. Not a big deal. Uh, to some people it is, you know, but whatever. So we have science. Science can change things that we just can't change on our own. Science can make our feelings become a reality. In the year 2021. All right, enough of my ranting. Let's get on to Tim Parker. Now, if you are as blessed as I am to have to use Microsoft Edge, you'd know that Bing is Microsoft Edge's default browser. My Google Chrome is jacked up, and I haven't had the uh, initiative to Google how to fix it yet, ironically. So if you search Tim Parker on Bing, you get a profile of a British executive who was born in 1955. But you get Tim's, our Tim Parker's picture attached. So it's like, Bing, get your shit together. This is why I choose Google. You know, and I don't care that Google spies on me. I don't care that my phone is on right now and they can hear and see everything I'm doing. I take that as a challenge. It's like, okay, you want to spy on me? I'm going to show you some shit that you never thought you'd see. Right? Maybe they'll stop. They won't. You ever say something and then all like the next day on Facebook, you're like, you know what? I like whiskey. No shit. The next day it was like whiskey. I typed something about Heaven's Door whiskey the next day, which by the way, Heaven's Door whiskey by Bob Dylan is fucking phenomenal. They're all good. Um, the next day it's all Heaven's Door. 
Heaven's Door Limited Edition. $600 for a bottle. And I'm like, I should have typed, poor man likes Heaven's Door. And it would be like, Heaven's Door Limited Edition. Still $600 a bottle. Get your money up. All right, boys, girls, Tim Parker. Tim's born February 23rd, 1993. He's an American. He's a center back. He's the center back for our club, our one and only club, the Houston Dynamo. Tim stands a whopping six foot two inches. That's a big boy. He's a big boy. I'm six one. I consider myself relatively, you know, big ish. This guy's big and he's fucking jacked. Dude, his thighs, like, they look like the clubs that cavemen used to carry around in the cartoons. Tim wears number five. Okay, you guys know we're going to see him a lot this year. Now, early on, Tim was playing his high school soccer at Hicksville High School. Hell of a name. He was a team captain for his final two, se- two seasons. His senior year, he scores 28, 25 goals and has eight assists. He's named the 2010-2011 Gatorade New York Boys Soccer Player of the Year. That's good. Uh, soccer's not big up in the Northeast. It's not. It's not. It's big down here. We have hockey up there. So Tim plays four seasons at St. John's. He appears 79 times for the Red Storm. He tallies four goals and four assists. He helps St. John's win the 2011 Big East Conference Men's Soccer Tournament, and they qualify for the NCAA Tournament from 2011 to 2013. He captains the Red Storm in his senior season. He makes the 2011 Big East All-Freshman Team, the 2012 All-Big East Second Team, 2013 and 14 All-Big East First Teams. He is also named to the 2012 and 2013 NSCAA All-Region First Team and the 2014 NSCAA All-Region Third Team. Well, you guys fucked up in 2014. While he's at St. John's, he also plays in the Premier Development League for the Long Island Rough Riders. And he appears for the Brooklyn Italians. Fuck yeah, they are. There's a lot of Italians in Brooklyn, and they make the best pizza. Best pizza I've ever had. Bleecker Street Pizza in New York City. Phenomenal. Uh, He appears for the Brooklyn Italians in the National Premier Soccer League in 2013. Which is ironic, because he's not Italian at all. He's He looks really Irish and English. Or Scottish. Maybe the lad's a little Scottish. So, January 15th, 2015. Parker selected 13th overall in the MLS Super Draft by Vancouver. Vancouver. March 30th. Wow. He makes his professional debut for Vancouver's USL affiliate, the Whitecaps FC2, in a 4-0 loss to the Sounders FC2. Parker makes his debut for the Whitecaps' first team on May 2nd. So this guy, in two months, was in the MLS. He's a late sub in a nil-nil draw in the Cascadia Cup with Cascadia Cup rivals Portland Timbers. He makes his first start for the Whitecaps in their next match, a 3-0 win against the Union. On August 5th, he scores in his CONCACAF Champions League debut against the Sounders. Parker makes four appearances and scores one goal in the CONCACAF Champions League group stage as the Whitecaps finish last. But dude, straight out of college, he's going to the CONCACAF Champions League in year one, in like month five. That's a big deal. In Canadian championship play, Parker starts all four of Vancouver's matches. August 26th, he scores against the Impact. 
He makes 15 appearances in MLS regular season play in his first year in the league. He helps the Whitecaps finish second in the West, and they qualify for the playoffs. Vancouver's defense allows 36 goals that year, the fewest in the league. Vancouver played Portland in the first round, but the Whitecaps lose 2 nil on aggregate to the eventual champions, Portland Timbers. 2016 comes around. Parker opens the year as the starter, right? He scores in his second straight Canadian Championship final, giving the Whitecaps a 2 nil lead and a 2-1 aggregate. But Vancouver's going to give up a goal five minutes into stoppage time, which levels the score at 2-2, and Toronto FC gets the win on away goals. Parker's going to end the 2016 MLS season with 29 appearances, but the Whitecaps are not as successful. They finish eighth. They miss out on the playoffs. In Champions League play, Parker makes three appearances in the group stage. Vancouver finished top of their group. Now, in the 2017 season, they go into the Champions League knockout stage. They go to a one-to-one draw with the Red Bulls in leg one, and then Parker plays in all four of their games in the Champions League in 2017. The Whitecaps reach the semifinals, where they lose to Tigres 4-1 on aggregate. You knew that was coming. You knew when you draw the Tigres, the Tigers, you know bad shit's going to happen. They're good. Uh, Vancouver and Parker open the 2017 MLS season with a draw. He gets his first goal ever on May 20th in a 2-0 victory against Sporting Kansas City. Parker earns, uh, excuse me, Parker ends the regular season with 32 appearances, one goal, and one assist. That's not bad. That a boy, Tim, Tim, Timothy. In the first round of the playoffs, Parker has an assist because this season, Vancouver finishes third in the West. They qualify for the playoffs. Uh, first round, he has an assist. Vancouver crushed the Earthquakes 5-0. He starts both legs of the semifinals, which ends in a 2-0 loss to the Sounders. And if I'm not mistaken, they came around and they beat us next. Yeah, they did. They sure did. That was the first year I started following the club. It's been all downhill since. My bad. <laughs> Blame it on me. Uh, in 2018, Parker's traded to the Red Bulls in exchange for Felipe, half a million dollars in TAM, and a 2018 international roster spot. He makes his Red Bulls debut as a two, as a as a starter in a two nothing victory over Mexico. Fuck, I can't talk tonight. In a two nothing victory in Mexico over Club Tijuana in the Concacaf Champions League. I love saying Tijuana, Tijuana. Uh, he makes four Championship League appearances in 2018. New York reaches the semifinals where they lose to eventual champions Guadalajara, the home of the Guadalajara Cartel, the guys that put it all together. Uh, they lose 1-0 in aggregate, so it wasn't a blowout. His first MLS game with the Red Bulls is a loss to Real Salt Lake. He gets on the board um, in a win over Atlanta. That's big. He ends his first season in New York with one goal and 29 assists in 29 MLS appearances. Uh, that year, guess what? The Red Bulls allow a league low 33 goals, and they keep a league-leading 15 clean sheets. They also win the Supporter Shield with a record 71 points. Parker plays every minute in the playoffs. The Red Bulls reach the final where they lose to Atlanta United and Parker scored their only goal. Uh, following this season, Parker signs a new contract with the Red Bulls. He should. This is twice now that Tim Parker's defense, the back line has allowed the most, the least amount of goals in the league. That's twice, four seasons, three seasons. So fucking that's impressive. Uh, they opened the 2019 season with a win over Atletico Pantoja, Pantoja, Pentejo in the CONCACAF Champions League. 
Parker appears four times. New York reaches the quarterfinals, where they lose to Santos Laguna by a total aggregate of 6-0. Fuck. They whooped your ass. They just missed the extra point. They went for two and didn't get it. 6-0 is a pretty hefty defeat. Uh, in 2019, Timmy Boy makes 31 MLS appearances. This guy's durable. You hear these numbers I'm saying? 15 his first year. 28, 29, 32, 31. The only reason the first year is low is because he was brand new. This guy's durable as shit. Knock on wood. So uh, the Red Bulls finish sixth in 2019 and then make the playoffs. T scores in the Red Bulls opening game, but New York loses to the Union 4-3. to three in extra time. Uh, on October 28th, 2020, Parker gets an assist in the 89th minute to give the Red Bulls a win over the New England Revolution, heading in a corner kick. Then COVID hits, and the league shuts down. Parker ends the season with one assist. He appears in 19 out of a possible 23 games. Again, durability, and he's only 28. This guy's got four years in his legs. Four to five. Uh, New York finished sixth in the Eastern Conference. They make the playoffs, but... They lose to eventual champions, Columbus Crew, 3-2. January 19th, 2021. He's traded to us in exchange for $450,000 in general allocation money and a possible six hundred grand in performance-based incentives. So we paid possibly over a million dollars for Tim Parker. <clears throat> Internationally, Tim was caught up in 2016 for friendlies. Two years later, in 2018, he's caught up for a friendly against Bosnia and Herzegovina, and he debuts against Ireland on June 2nd, 2018. So Tim has some international experience as well. Now, career-wise, he's played in 205 games, seven goals scored, and six assists. Those are good numbers for a center back as far as offensively. You know he's putting the ball in with his head. He's six foot two. The biggest stat that I've noticed through his time in the MLS is twice he's been on a back line that's allowed the least amount of goals in the league. Now, here's some stats I normally don't quote. Tim's got 25 yellows and two reds in his career. He averages a yellow every four games, a red every 100. And if you've watched him play, you know he's aggressive. He is the, he's like, uh, he's like that dude in the Mighty Ducks that always beats the shit out of people. He's the enforcer. That's who he is. And that's what we need. I still think if we'd have kept Struna and him, we really had the potential to have a phenomenal back line, but what do I know? I'm not the stats guy. I'm not the analyst, the analyst. <laughs> no. Um, so, guys, this was Tim Parker's player profile along with uh, a little bit of news and opinion, a couple impersonations. So, we got LAFC on Saturday. I will be doing a pregame for that. Oh, man. Probably Thursday, possibly Friday. I'm going to be pretty busy, so I don't know. We shall see. But, boys, girls, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your Houston Dynapod podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you for the kind, constructive criticism. Also, thank you for the negative. It feeds me. It makes me hungry. It makes me want to fire back and talk some shit. So, like us, subscribe, share, support, whatever. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll be giving a giveaway. At some point, I'm going to be giving away a football signed by Texas A&M head coach. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Tommy Tuberville? No, that's the guy that ran for Senate in Alabama or wherever. I don't remember his name. I don't know. Anyway, guys, like, share, subscribe, rate. Uh, get to Dude, get to BBVA on Saturday. 
You know LAFC fans are going to show up, fucking prima donnas. Get out there and be louder than them. Get out there and give them shit. Let's send Vela and Rossi and all those other guys back to L.A. limping and crying and sad. When they get to L.A., they'll be happy. You know, because they're back in L.A. But let's beat their sh- let's beat the shit out of them. Let's kill them. Crush them. Anyway, this has been the Houston Dynapod Podcast. I am Finister. Go Dynamo! Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Mumble Rodriguez again. 